Think about these things. <laughs> not, not that you would do these things. You know how it goes. For your own safety, I'm cutting all of that out. <laughs> I'm going to leave that yeah, beginning and the end, but I'm going to cut all that out. And the reason is, it's not in. just it's to fine. save you, is I just want <laughs> listeners to imagine what you could possibly be talking about. Because they'll never guess. So, so wait, did you guys what? did you guys both weigh in on this? Because you know I bought it. I bought what? the uh, the strawberry lemonade. Uh, the new Gatorade. Oh, the Fast Twitch fast Muscle Twitch? Cell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gatorade the John Emmeline version that really, <laughs> that really made me wonder <laughs> if this if this new beverage is racist. Okay, well, it's called Fast Twitch. Is that a problem? So, that's, yeah. a medical, one. that's a medical term. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you work for it V-Dare, is. it's a medical term. <laughs> Listen. It's a common it medical term <laughs> used... Does it not refer Every day to at American Renaissance a muscle response common sure. in? Is it supposed to be sprinters of the fast twitch? And then like the I Ethiopian think black people. Like I think the whole no, idea no, is but that they look, have these things that nobody. Back when knows. I was uh, paying attention to phrenology a little bit more, there was the, yeah. that. Um, <laughs> that there was this part of Africa that gave us all the sprinters, but this other one yes. that gave us all the the marathoners. And they're yeah. different and have different well, yeah. twitches. Yeah. Well, that was the thing it's that not, it's not, wasn't it? It was John yeah, Entine was the guy. And he, I think he was later for like a minute at American Enterprise Institute, but I think he was like a professor in Oklahoma. Oh, was he at Oklahoma. AEI at some point? Maybe. I'm not even sure about I, that. I, I, he he wrote a book want, called Taboo. Do you remember that? I do. And I, and I wrote about yes, it. Even yeah. Posi- I actually just bought it tonight when you mentioned it because I had forgotten about it. I wrote about I, it positively wanna, at some it. point because he, he approached it not from like a creepy, aha, kind of point of view it was like hey look this new uh, genealogy stuff is coming down the pike it should allow us to complicate our discussions yeah. about both athletics and race and he was the guy who was the first person to um in his book and elsewhere yeah. to show me that like there was this popular conception in the 1930s that jews were preternaturally great at basketball because it was it, it's yeah. true it's, i know it sounds crazy yeah, yeah. Um, it's we true that people philadelphia that. it's yeah. not so, true that's what i mean <laughs> no no but they they did dominate the league at the time and they dominated boxing too but you no, know no, we're talking about we'll players talk about camille <laughs> we're not talking oh, about yes. the front office <laughs> me too <laughs> the philadelphia hebrews what? Yes. the forerunners yeah. of the philadelphia 76ers yeah. it's the same team yeah there's heim pearl same got heim pearl got over to saul uh, morgan stern <laughs> morgan stern he's like oh, i don't know i'm talking I'm done. I'm done with this match. I mean, there's nothing more frightening than a Jewish pugilist. They yeah. used to they used to beat the hell out of people. That was the thing. Well, the of course the yeah. the f- feared pugilist who was of course beat by Joe Lewis, uh, um, the great Max Schmeling, Schmeling, yeah. who humiliated the Nazis by losing to a black man. Schmeling was also a very decent guy. When Lewis died in the early '80s. Uh, Schmeling paid for his funeral and uh, was a pallbearer, I think, at his funeral, too, um, you know, which shows you how Schmeling felt about his association uh, with the Nazi regime and fighting under that flag, yeah, which yeah, is pretty great. Wow. Is that like he was literally, wow. what a I mean, guy. it wasn't, I mean, he wasn't supporting Nazism when fighting at Madison Square Garden, but the Nazis were in power. So he's de facto supporting Nazis. Um, or fi- yeah. or fighting under the Nazi flag, should put it that way. 
And uh, yeah, they were, I think they were quite good friends and uh, which is, which is pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I always make the the comment about, um, I love books about Jews of doing things that Jews shouldn't do. Or wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to do? It's all. It's always like when you precede an occupation with the word male, like a male model. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't expect male nurse. You know, yeah. it's always like Jewish it's always like player. Jewish gangster. Like there's a whole book like Tough Jews, which is a very good book about Jewish gangsters. You know, like Jewish basketball players, and it's like not very convincing if you look at them. But it's not just Jews; it's ethnic Europeans. Yeah, because Matt and I have talked about this. If you look at like. If you look at like a team photo of like the Boston Red Sox in the 30s, they're all like Italian kids who look like they've had consumption. They're like 120 pounds and the uniform's really (laughs) baggy on them. It's like Dom DiMaggio, you know, Tris speakers weighing like 105 pounds. It's just not a good, well, he was big and like Jimmy Fox was big and uh, some of these other guys were actually kind of big, but you know, these little like uh, Canigliero guys. I have been sending- Tony C. We know of new methods of attack. Uh, I mean, honestly, has anyone ever been more wrong about anything? All of the people who insist that 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 their love wasn't real. That that, I mean, Mm. look what it survived. (laughs) Look what it's been Mm. through. She is standing Mm. by her man. I I told y'all from the start that's real love. Mm -hmm. You could see it. You could see it in the way that she wouldn't really like hold his hand in public in a lot of contacts and would make like goofy faces (laughs) while Mm -hmm. he was talking to her, and then. Like turn around behind his back, like sneer, but she loves him. She loves her man. She ain't leave. Can I ask? Can I ask you guys a, a quiz question? This yeah. is really. I didn't yeah. know this. This is crazy. This is the first fucking lady. Do you know? Do you know Melania, Melania Trump's last name? Her maiden name. Anyone? Uh, no. Pavlova. No. Wow. Nobody does. How many of you listeners <laughs> out there are like? Without her real name is Trump. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, no, it yeah. was Trump before. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was Trump be. when she was born. She was like, <laughs> I want to go to the Americas. Um, it is, um, and I'm going to do the German way because they would pronounce the K. It is Knovs. That's what we say in Swedish. K N A V S. Yeah. Amelia Knovs. And her father, uh, well, actually, uh, her mother, Amelia Knovs, was born in Austria. And by the way, can I tell you the name of the town that she was born in? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my Lord. It is, um, <laughs> I can't believe this. It's called Judendorf, which means uh, a direct translation would be like Jew village. Uh, not kidding, Judendorf. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a, it's Judendorf dash uh, Strassengel. And I think that's because they maybe. We're a little uncomfortable just being called Judendorf, but that's where her mother hmm. uh, was born. Uh, was her uh, to, mom a smoke show too? Uh, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, yes. <laughs> yes. She's 77 <laughs> years old, and I want her to be my girlfriend. Still bad. <laughs> still bad. Still bad. Still bad. Still bad. <laughs> only, th- only thing that ever made this, the, this shook sh- sh- Yeah, yeah, no. She's, she's, she's my girl. She's my girl. Oh, no. It is. Um, yeah, the, there's a there's Don't pictures be ageist, of Matt family. Welch. What's wrong with you? There's a I hilarious picture wins, of, I'm, I'm in favor. of Melania, <laughs> yes. um, Trump, and Melania's parents, and a very scared-looking Baron in the arms of a, uh, <laughs> a guy dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, no. And Trump, Trump is smiling and has his hand on Melania's mom's shoulder, uh-huh. and it, yes. it, looks, it looks like something's up. Something's up. <laughs> I, don't know what's going on. I wonder what they think about him, because I think they're like the same age. 
Uh, Trump yeah. and her father. It's gotta yeah. be. How old's Trump? 85. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know where his, how old his dad is. Victor. Yeah. Victor Knobs. So, anyway. Wait, we were supposed to be addressing a question. We, 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 we know of new methods of attack. Michael, you but I do. Uh, were interested in the uh, hullabaloo over the yeah. 60 Minutes interview of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is going yeah. to be, by the time this podcast is aired, She's going to be like uh, uh, in Camille's old neighborhood. Actually, she's coming, you know, uh, to like not Zuccotti Park, but like a writer uh, across the street from the Manhattan courthouse um, yeah. and like yeah. doing to crazy protest. shit. So, uh, yeah, what to make uh, a bigger name for herself? Yeah. What uh, did you find interesting about <laughs> and, the, and the New York Times will happily oblige? Though. Yes, of course. Oh, God, yes. They'll put her on the cover <clears throat> and they'll get the, 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 the vein popping shot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you it's just take hard. a video and you pull a screen grab and that's, that's easy to do. Well, no, I just, I sent you guys that story yeah. from Semaphore mm -hmm. and then was mm -hmm. kind of recycled in the guardian about people being mad about, including AOC. Be careful who you platform, be careful who you report on. <laughs> a lot of platforms. Fine to talk to point me. Out, it's fine to talk yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a complete goofball. And I should be on the cover the, of the Washington magazine. Post gave you four Pinocchios. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Yeah, I think it's oh what my she god! Said. Oh lord! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> they said what you, the they said you lied your ass off. Oh my goodness! What was what well, was it about? Did, did, it, did, it was did, what was the because that was recently, wasn't it? Yeah, I could find it. I could find it. Um, but I, I remember that it was something. Well, let me let me find it really quickly. Um, but I'll just say this about that. And when Camille's finding that yeah. is, is um, I was, you know, I, so this criticism started before the broadcast, before the piece was broadcast. So, you yeah. know, the terms of debate, the terms of debate are not about the actual um, interview. It's about the, the fact that the interview exists. We cannot exist mm -hmm. as a country in, as a media class, if people in the media class or in the political class are saying you cannot talk to people who are influential politicians. It's unfortunate that they are. I think Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene is a dummy, is a real dummy, like a, like a legitimate dumb person. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, there's a lot of dumb people in Congress. She, I find especially stupid. And it's not even political. It's just, I just don't think she's very smart. And mm -hmm. um, I think her politics are idiotic too, because she's, you know, uh, done her QAnon thing and then apologized for it because realized it was going to hurt her. Amongst her colleagues, amongst Republicans, by the way, that's who she apologized to. She didn't wasn't apologizing to the American people or her constituents or the Democrats. She's Republicans or Republicans about that. And uh, so that stuff is like, okay, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's ridiculous. Then I watched the interview, and mm -hmm. the thing about the interview is that if you do this for a living, I think journalists should be very careful about this stuff. There's two interviews. You'll you'll notice this, and this is actually an important thing. One is in her home in Georgia. One is on the hill. Mm. Then she's at the gym with her. When you have to spend time with these people, when you have to spend multiple interviews, that first interview has to lead to the second interview. If you go mm. slash and burn, you're a fascist, you're a Nazi, you're an anti-Semite. The first one, you're not going to get the second one. You don't have a piece, right? You mm -hmm. can't, this, it's mm -hmm. a very, very delicate balancing act of how you treat people in these interviews. And so if anyone's going to see that full interview... Uh, which they're not, they're seeing it cut up. Never. And they never. see that, they'll never see that. They see the, the uh, most aggressive parts, which they did put in. And if they saw the whole one, they'd be horrified. But they shouldn't be horrified. 
Your job as an interviewer is not to crucify people. It's to challenge them. It's to get answers out of them. It's to, to, to challenge their answers. It's to, you know, get to know the person too, even if you don't like them. That is the purpose. The purpose is not and also to prosecute to, them. But also to produce content that is interesting audiovisually. Yes. yes. And, and when I say not when I say not to prosecute them, I mean you prosecute all of their views, you challenge everything they say, you push back, etc. But it's not an end-to-end prosecution. You're not the defense counsel. That's not a good interview. People who do that have cable news shows, and that's why all those people fucking suck. Because that's they're doing eight-minute versions of that. Now, this is a Leslie Stahl interview. She's been doing this a long time, but she doesn't, she's a very bad job. Um, very bad job. And she does a bad job for a couple of reasons. I mean, one is she says, you know, you know, you call people names. Democrats are pedophiles. And she's like, well, yeah, because they groom children and people who groom children are pedophiles. <laughs> and she's like, it cuts to her. And Having she's like, previously what? complained about people co- calling her names in the same interview. Yeah, well, <laughs> in the exact same interview, she's like, they call me names. Yes. And she's like, oh, and by the way, and so I don't these care pedophile rapists. Yeah, I don't care if they call me. And so she, her response, Leslie Stahl, people watch this. This is everything that you should not do in an interview. And this is the gold standard of American interviewers because she works for 60 Minutes and has for 95 years. She's like, what? Oh my God. And rolls her eyes and she's like, please. That's like her response. I swear on my life. Look at this. Yeah, it is. That's her response. And it's like, wait, what? That's what you just did? No, 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 no. That's not how you interview somebody. Like the way, the structure of the interview is fine. Her answers, and I don't know if it's because she's in her 80s, which she is, is that she's not sharp enough to, to get back. But God, I was thinking what I would say. I always do that when I watch these interviews. Like, what would I say in this point? Like immediately, what would I say? Off the top, and like you have 15 different responses. But she gets a little bit worked over in that bit and allows some stuff to go on, except for she has one good uh, question where she gets uh, uh, green tripped up. But then they do something really bad. And I want you to really watch this. I, I really ad, 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 advise people to watch this. This is precisely what you don't do in editing an interview. She trips her up. And I can't exactly remember what the question was. But it was something where she was like caught flat-footed. And it cuts to, to Leslie Stahl making her like, I got you face. Cuts back to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then the voiceover comes. But Marjorie Taylor Greene starts answering. And they put the voiceover oh. and fade it out. It's like, mm. she had an answer. She got caught, mm. but she had an answer. And like, you just cut that answer out. It's, that's not good. You should not do that. Allow people to, and, and I, I guarantee, and like, if, it makes you look dumb because I can only imagine that the answer might've been serviceable because if that was a knockout punch and she came back even with a totally implausible answer, you leave that in because yeah. then you mm. really got them, right? If you cut that out, it just does not look good. It doesn't look good. And it's like the purpose of these articles that I sent you guys was just the, the basic idea that somebody who is influential and powerful in America, you don't interview them as you platform no, you do. their views. That's I mean, ridiculous. Right. The question is. We can talk about her incessantly, but you, can, yes, you can't but don't talk listen to her, her in yeah. any sort of way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes it seem somewhat exactly. Exactly. I, I will say that, that, that it struck me that she was, it was interesting to see her try to, to, affect a sort of air of normalcy and yes, to that's repudiate actually a good point. Yes. some of her like earlier yes. craziest positions saying, look, you mm-hmm. know, you, you got to give me space to, to change. I was very relatable. I'd, I'd had some kooky perspectives before, but no, no, yeah. I know better now. And yes, my staff uh, vets things for me. 
And yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that's a, amazing. A more serious, <laughs> a more serious reader of the news. I, I better I trust my be- ability to to know what's true and false. Um, which is actually interesting because it reminded me of like early Trump and at least going into the Trump administration, there was a part of me that wondered if it, and I think a lot of people wondered this perhaps if the office and the people around him might actually be able to shape his perspective and help him become like a more sober leader. If he might actually grow Mm -hmm. into the office, which he never did. But in this moment, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, at least acknowledging some of her previous defects as opposed to pretending they didn't exist um, or doubling down on the space lasers, for example, like yeah. seemingly kind of growing a little bit, but also referring to groomers and stuff. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that any of it was was particularly impressive. I just think it's interesting to see her be a little bit more normal. I will say that the most disappointing aspect of the 60 Minutes interview is that they didn't ask the really important question is that you in that um, uh, uh, American Idol video performing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Because and we need to did know. you have sex with your trainer? <laughs> which, <laughs> which was a Daily Mail story for a while that she's now divorced yes. because she was. But it did show her powerlifting, which I found to be one of the most unappealing things I've ever seen on television. <laughs> it was just like, wow, that's really uh, awful. It was terrible. But yeah, I mean, this this sense that that you can't talk to people. Because, I mean, what, what, that is, by the way, one of those things that is, are people acknowledging that the mainstream media, and I use that phrase with reluctance, but, you know, it's 60 Minutes. It's been on since the 60s, right? And it's, uh, the, you know, the most storied American um, news magazine show. It's an acknowledgement that these are kind of liberal places, right? This is like, you know, they not notoriously kind to Republicans, right? But as you're saying that that's not allowed here, it's totally fine. If you talk to nobody's going to say anything about Marjorie Taylor being being interviewed on Fox News. You say, okay, fine. Don't do it on our our stage, though. This is our yeah. stage. This is where we get our information, and you should not be polluting it with people's ideas like this. But it's also, of course, the same thing that we've discussed a million times. It's the general condescension to the American people, particularly even the American people who would watch 60 Minutes. We know of new methods of attack. All right, you dummies. That was um, that was a little too much of me talking. I'm sorry. But, you know, I am putting this together uh, in the morning in which we're all waiting for Donald Trump to be indicted. I mean, we're just waiting for the mugshot. That's all we care about. We don't really care about what's in that indictment. We don't care about what happens. We want a good mugshot. So... Stop uh, looking at that nonsense. It actually is going to drive you crazy. So go over to our Substack, like good little children, wethefifth.substack.com, and subscribe because, uh, you know, I don't have a job and this is my job. Uh, or you could just send the money directly to me. Screw those other two guys. I mean, you didn't hear them talk very much in this preview anyway. But if you want to hear them talk a lot more, because Camille has a very good uh, long disquisition on AI, which is a follow-up to our last paid episode. Uh, Just give us a few bucks and whatever it is. I don't even know how much it costs, but go over there and give us a few bucks and subscribe and you'll be making us all very happy. And we will be back very soon if you don't want to do that with another freebie for you freeloaders. Okay. Bye.